All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, this is a very special brief update episode uh, of the Troy Boys Pod. Let me begin uh, very quickly by introducing the chairman of the board, Seabass. Welcome aboard, Seabass. Yeah, it's great to be back as always, Joe. You know, you step away from the Troy Boys podcast for two days and things start happening again. And, you know, it's really exciting to see the changes that we're currently experiencing. And it, it really does give me hope for the offensive side of the ball this year. For sure, yeah. I mean, um, you know, we recorded the season preview pod, which is a huge, massive effort. Um, and then, you know, Summerall was like, no, you, you boys got to get back to work. So um, so he's, he's keeping us on our toes as well. Um, we are recording this on August 21st. So in case something crazy happens between now and when this goes out, uh, you'll know that, you know, this is the time. This was, this was the news we had available. Um, the news that we're talking about, is the addition of another uh, huge transfer quarterback uh, to the Troy University football roster. Um, and perhaps the, the thing we get got to get out of the way first is how do you pronounce his name? Um, so I would encourage Troy fans to remember this little rhyme. You might remember this song, uh, but it goes something like, hey, we just met him, and this is crazy, but nine is his jersey number. Please call him Daigie. And that is Jarrett Daigie. Um he transferred in literally on Thursday. Uh, Troy Messenger got a little bit of a scoop that morning. He was at practice on Thursday. So no one had heard about this. This wasn't being discussed. Uh, for a little bit of background information, um, played at Bowling Green originally, um, then went to West Virginia. Um, after he left West Virginia, um, had kind of a cup of coffee at Western Kentucky, was not there very long, did not play there, and now uh, is coming to Troy. Only one year of eligibility left. Uh, he is the younger brother of Seth Daigie, who had a prolific career at Texas Tech. Uh, he is from Lubbock. Uh, he's 6'2", 200 pounds. Um, so obviously a lot of excitement. Um, we're going to talk a lot more about what Mr. Daigie has done in his career. Seabass, uh, first, just give me your initial reaction when you heard the news. Well, my initial reaction when I heard the news, you know, he transferred out of Western Kentucky hoping to go play ball. You know, Western Kentucky really was pride, you know, the pride and joy was their offense last season, and that's what led them to success last season, and they were hoping to kind of maintain that this year. Um, and, you know, D Daigie got there and said, you know, this, this maybe isn't for me, um, and which is good for us, the Trojans, because we talked about in the preview episode – Western Kentucky would be a difficult team if the offense was anything like it was last season. And this, to me, is a clear indication that it's probably not what he expected when he arrived. And he said, you know what, if you can't beat him, join him. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to, to Daigie being a part of the, the team. And, you know, it really does throw a wrench into what we had possibly talked about in the, in the preview about who is the starter. You know, that, that was the tackle box question, right, is who's the starting quarterback and, you know, our quarterback core was already pretty deep. You know, now we're looking at, is it seven? Is that is that the correct number, seven quarterbacks on our roster right now? Jeez. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, and th there's a lot of competition there, which for, for us is great. You know, what we've talked about, we don't we don't quite have an offensive identity right now, and John Summerall needs to develop one. And this is a perfect opportunity for him to say, I have the pick of the litter. You know, we could go in any direction with right now. Which way are we going to go? And so I feel like Daigie really does uh, introduce a new uh, breath of fresh air in uh, in the quarterback core, and hopefully we can take advantage of that in the future. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm wondering something that we all discussed um, on the season preview. You know, they replaced 
their offensive coordinator with three co-offensive coordinators. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we all pretty soundly said that that seemed terrible. Um, And you wonder if, as a guy who's staring down the barrel of his last year um, playing competitive college football, uh, you know, if he said, man, I I do not want to waste this opportunity uh, in a system, a system that's dysfunctional. Um, Let me get somewhere um, that seems a little more stable and certainly couldn't blame him for that. Uh, you brought up the tackle box question, and, and I want to kind of finish off um, this special episode update uh, by revisiting it. Um, you know, there's been a ton of conversation since Thursday uh, on TroyFans.com, and, and I'm sure around the Santa Fe Steakhouse there on beautiful Highway 231 yes, um, about what, what exactly does this mean uh, for Gunner and the boys uh, in the quarterback room. Um, you know, I, I'll go ahead and tell you my opinion on it. Um, if you look at who's going to really be the starting quarterback, so who, you know, let's say Appalachian State or Marshall, uh, by, by those two games, who is going in leading the team? I think it ends up being Deggie. Um, I think I think he will come in and earn the starting job. Um, you know, you can find a lot of bad things about him. Um, West Virginia fans that that uh, do not believe he was a very good quarterback, uh, his 10,494 yards and 79 touchdowns, uh, both active FBS leader stats, by the way, would argue otherwise. Um, you know, West Virginia fans do not want to admit um, that the problem is not in a signal caller on the field. Uh, and I'll leave mm-hmm. it at that. Yeah. Um, I think he has great experience. Um, I also think, you know, as much as we give him a hard time for, for uh, leaving Troy, um, there is still a relationship very clearly between John Sumrall and Neil Brown. Mm-hmm. So something hey, that, that Kentucky blood runs real deep. It, oh, it, for doesn't, sure. it doesn't stray. For sure. Well, and it's mostly whiskey. Um, but the, <laughs> um, so, I mean, when Neil, I'm sure that Neil and John have talked about this player before. Um, and, you know, and when Daigie is trying to make this decision, what's he going to do? Um, you know, it, it just seems to me, you know, this was a late night phone call between two guys. Um, both have a soft spot for Troy. John's obviously trying to build something here now. Neil built something before. Um, so, you know, I think this was a, hey, I had this guy on my squad. We weren't quite ready for him yet. Um, but, you know, he might be the one last spark plug uh, that could make Troy's offense uh, really something special to watch. So given that, Seabash, you're, you know, everybody turns their eyes to you as we reopen this tackle box. Usually, you know, once we throw mm-hmm. some bait out there, it's gone. Uh, so this is this is bait has returned to you. Who do you think by um, Appalachian State, Marshall, do you still think that it is the pride of Taylor County High School, Gunnar Watson, running out there for the Trojans? Or do you think Daigie has a chance to steal the starting spot? Like any other good sea bass in the sea, uh, when you toss it bait once, you go back for a second helping if it shows up, and you're going to double down. Uh, I, I think we're still going to stick with Gunnar Watson. I, I really do. Uh, I, I feel like the team really responds well to him, and it's pretty evident. You know, they just had their uh, – one of their scrimmage games this past Saturday. Um, and uh, it, Gunner Watson worked exclusively with the number one offense. Peter Castelli worked exclusively with the number two offense. So that's obviously pretty clear the direction that John Summerall wants to go in right now is with, with Gunner leading the charge right now with the number one offense and then having Castelli as a solid backup. You know, Daigie was there at the scrimmage game. He did make a couple of appearances out on the field. Um, and John Summerall goes on to say, I, I think all those guys did some good things. You know, Gunner has a good grasp right now of what we're trying to do. So you can tell he's received a lot of reps in what we're doing on the field. 
That's a literal quote from John Summerall. And then it goes on to say, you know, he, he has not made publicly who he's going to be starting against Ole Miss, but he'll be making that decision here in the coming week. And then he has a quote that goes on to say, um, we'll ease into that next week, but I don't know for now if we're going to announce publicly. I have a pretty good idea of where we're headed with that, and I don't think it's that hard to figure out. So I, I, that right there to me tells me the direction he wants to go in, and uh, he thinks the team is responding well to Gunner. Um, so I think that's the way we're going to go. You know, and, and again, if you go back to any little soundbite from last season of me just straight bashing Gunner Watson – uh, I really feel like if that's the way that the team is responding, I think that's the way we need to go, and I think that that's what's currently happening. Yep. So, so you and I disagree on this. I, you know, I think mm-hmm. I think one place where we will agree, um, Troy is better um, off having Daggy in that room. He's oh, there, I, I am not against quarterback. Yeah, I am not against having an experienced quarterback. I'm not. You know, if, if this is something we have in our back pocket, and you know we're down at App State, we need just something fresh to keep them on their toes. This is when we throw it out there. Um, right. You know, and, and it, it might be smart from a play calling perspective to not put Daggy in much. You know, j- just so we don't have film on him, but we know right. he's a good weapon. Um, and, and are you going to waste it on Ole Miss? I mean, sure, winning Ole Miss would be great and all, but the goal right now should be the conference. So right. I, I feel like I don't think he's really going to get any reps at Ole Miss, honestly. Um, he probably won't get any reps at Alabama a and You know, his first showing in play might be at App State. But yeah, I, when I he just got there, I'll, I'll be yeah. impressed if he finds where the bus leaves from uh, for Ole Miss. I mean, let alone you know, get start. Uh, I mean, you know, this poor guy is probably still trying to get his stuff into rushing hall. Uh, into his dorm room. So, yeah, I would I would be shocked if we see him on September 3rd, uh, but wouldn't be shocked if we're seeing him uh, and a heavy dose of him by the 24th. So, Seabass, mm-hmm. um, as always, great talking to you um, and a- another great day for Troy University mm-hmm. football as we add a quality player. Uh, any final message you want to send out on this special update edition? Uh, well, uh, if you haven't, go like and subscribe. Leave a review for the Troy boys. You know, our, our reviews are kind of skewed right now. There's a couple of South fans that got upset listening to us and have kind of dogged us on some reviews. So if you could go over there and give us a five-star review, we'd totally appreciate it. And go Trojans. Yeah, thank you, man. And, you know, big shout-out to those fans down in Mobile who figured out how to use a phone to do that. You know, I'm, I'm very impressed. Well, they um, went to the library. You know, thank you, and everybody. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, assumed course, they had know, a library, I'm, but, you know, it's, they went to the Fusackley and asked the drive through lady to do it for them. I believe it's not the library. Um, hey, but uh, but I really do appreciate everybody uh, stopping in to join us for this update. Uh, you know, as always, go Trojans, and God bless you, Blake.